0: (laughs) I'm back Did you miss me? Did you miss me? I know you did (laughs) Where do I even Oh We have a wall here that can hold the wine So That's what we're going to use Welcome back, guys. It's your girl B. Oh, let me do the intro correctly. <clears throat> Welcome to a whole nother episode of Sip and Spill. It's your girl B here to sip on some drinks while spilling the tea on everything dating in relationships. Ah, one take got that in is up. It's like I never left. <laughs> so. New set, what do you guys think? What are you thinking? I'm sure I'm probably gonna change it around a little bit, but for now, this works. But yeah, I am back. And this year we're going to be doing things a little bit differently, playing some games, having some different guests, talking about some different topics, but (laughs) I'm back and it feels amazing. so hype look at this y'all to those listening I have my little outline printed on a piece of paper that says sip and spill with the logo and for the game I have some little cards here so yeah girl is trying her best to be quote-unquote professional <laughs> also side note I've been very forward I'm trying to say <laughs> I've been paying very close attention to the fact that because I am on a solo podcast now, I have to talk into the mic. And I remember seeing one of my friends tweet out, I hate when y'all talk into the mic. And I was like, why? And she said, because you're by yourself, but it looks like you're talking to somebody else. Sorry if you don't like seeing me look like I'm talking to somebody when it's clearly just me. But... This is the situation, and that's how it's going to be. (laughs) But anyway, just for reference, because I know a lot of y'all don't understand that you have to talk into the mic. And sometimes when you're leaning to talk into the mic, you might look a different direction, And it's probably going to look like I'm talking to somebody, but I'm clearly talking to you and myself. I'm upfront about it. It is what it is. I'm not trying to sell it like I'm talking to somebody else. No, I'm talking to me, but it's just easier to talk direct like this for the sound quality. Trying to keep it professional. (laughs) But anyway, so today's episode is all about not basically to stop chasing after what you don't have or what you can't have and when I say that I'm more so referring to these men who somehow we convince ourselves at times that if we keep chasing they may change their mind about wanting what we want but that's not the case ladies so just stop And we're going to break that down. So let's dive into it. How do we get into these situations where we start chasing someone who doesn't want us in the same way that we want them? And I think how it typically starts, at least from my experience, when I reflect on my past dating experiences and therapy has helped your girl out a lot, I would definitely have to say that Nine times out of 10, the person who I later realized that I was quote unquote chasing, and I'll define what I mean by that for me personally later, but the person I find myself quote unquote chasing is someone who pursued me in the beginning and pursued me hard, not, oh, you're beautiful. No, like texting me every day trying to take me out like making me make time convincing me that I should open up more or convincing me that maybe I should give this person more time to the point where I start it just be starts becoming natural that I start reaching out to them more because of the fact that they were reaching out to me so often and it's if you're hitting me up every day then I probably should respond. And not in a, I feel forced to type of way, because that's a conversation for another day. But just the premise of after a while, if somebody's talking to you all the time, you're naturally just going to start talking back to them. And when they reach out to you all the time, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to start reaching out to them. Now, where this becomes an issue is when, at least from my experience when this becomes an issue is when that person went from talking to me every day reaching out to me first i would reach out here and there and then it started becoming equal and then it starts dissipating and i start becoming the person who's always reaching out that's when it becomes a problem that's when it's very clear that we are no longer on the same page And that's when it's probably a good time to step back because now I'm chasing you. Now I'm questioning myself as to what went wrong. Why am I the one always reaching out? Why are you being so short with me in conversation now? Why do you no longer have time? When we first met, you had all the time in the world. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have any time. Or you start BSing me or just telling me little things here and there that I can hold on to hope for, when in reality, you just don't fuck with me like that. And that's okay. That is okay. But I think because for women and men, it's different, like in the sense of I think men, because they're typically the ones who pursue not to say that there aren't women that pursue because I know plenty of them that do but I think in most cases the man is the one who's like going to be more of the pursuer and so it's like when they are not as into you they may still want you in their back pocket that they can come back to you if some other situation or whatever they're doing doesn't work out whereas I feel like for us when we flip And we start becoming the ones who are like pursuing or chasing or whatever that looks like. We're aspiring to something next, the next level, whatever that is. But when this person's energy isn't matching ours, we have to be realistic with ourselves that this is a clear indication that we're not on the same page with this person. So we need to either have a direct conversation or just keep it pushing and sometimes that direct conversation depending on the maturity level of both you and that other party might be a waste of time and it might be more beneficial to just keep it pushing and the reason I say that is because you could ask a direct question or you could bring this up in a direct way of hey I've noticed that Things have changed between us. Your energy has shifted, or I've noticed A, B, and C, and that person is not emotionally intelligent enough to handle that conversation. They might try to flip it on you. Oh, you're dramatic. Oh, you're this, or you're that, or start gaslighting you in a way where you start feeling guilty for just trying to get clarity on something you deserve clarity on. If you yourself are, I know for me, I'm very sensitive. And I'm aware of that now. So there's certain conversations that I have to prepare myself for because if it doesn't go the right way, I now have enough awareness in myself to know how to react to things when I notice myself getting sensitive or I my feelings are hurt. But definitely in the past, it was like I would just go into denial mode or like I would just try to convince myself that wasn't the situation, or maybe he'll change his mind or whatever it is. But regardless, my point being is that when you notice that the energy is shifting, two things is either have a direct conversation with that person or just take it as a L and keep it pushing sis, because either way you don't want to waste your time and you deserve better. To add on to that, I also feel like we all have a tendency to want what we can't have, right? And like an example of that is you have two guys, both of them are on you or interested in you, whatever it is. One is a clear good guy, real nice, but the other one is more emotionally unavailable. And I think at times when, especially when we're more immature, but when we're also less self-aware or just our natural instincts at times, we tend to go towards the emotionally unavailable person because that seems like more of a challenge. That seems like a, ooh, I can change him. That seems like a, ooh, I feel like more of a prize if I like win him over, if I'm the one who, you know, whatever, or ooh, why doesn't he want me? Everybody else wants me, but he's just chilling. I'm not that big of a deal. And it's like, for some reason, we'll friend zone the better option, and I'm not saying all women, I'm saying like at times or especially if we're just not at a, if we don't have that self-awareness of like what our triggers are or different things that we have to work on with that ourselves, I think that we do have a tendency to friend zone that good option and go towards the emotionally unavailable option or the clear red flag option Because that's our comfort zone or that's what we're used to seeing. It might be from the household we grew up in or just our past or whatever it is. That is what we're comfortable with. And this other thing is something where it's like, because you don't feel that instant gratification or that instant feeling of butterflies or that instant whatever, you don't go towards that even though this person is doing everything right and this person is treating you well and respecting you and giving you a lot of tension that this other person isn't so it's like you look at the good guy is like annoying or whatever it is and then you look at the emotionally unavailable person as the person you find yourself chasing after and that's just not a healthy that's just not a healthy what's the word cycle that's not a healthy cycle for you at all that's not good for you that is Honestly, I think that's a boundary as women that we need to start setting for ourselves is to not allow ourselves to get trapped in these unhealthy cycles and wonder why we can't sustain a healthy relationship because we keep ending up in these unhealthy cycles with these clearly unhealthy men with these very clear red flags. It's just not okay. And I feel like with setting that boundary and I feel like with setting that boundary and with yourself to end that cycle, that will take time because I think it's very important that everyone takes the time to learn how to love themselves. I think self-love is very important in general for a lot of reasons but when it comes to dating and relationships it's like one how can you expect somebody to love you properly if you don't know how to love yourself two when you love yourself and you really take the time to learn to love yourself you're not going to tolerate a lot of things that you would tolerate when you didn't love yourself because Now you treat yourself well. So why would you tolerate anybody treating you less than that? If anything, that person should add on to the way that you already feel about yourself and the way that you treat yourself. But you should not be seeking love or validation for yourself and somebody else. That person should be adding on to whatever you already sustain within yourself. And I think with that, when you do love yourself you are going to start picking up on things that, you know, you used to tolerate and now they just make you want to throw up. Like sometimes I'll come across like a guy from my past or they'll hit me up and it's like, they'll still talk or try to interact with me the same way they did 10 years ago or however many years ago, like when I was in high school or when I was in college. And I'm just like, I'm not that same girl anymore at all. Like, I'm grown, number one. Number two, my self-worth is at a different level. I love myself unconditionally. I've gone to therapy to help me heal. I believe healing is an ongoing journey. But regardless, I know my triggers. I know what I deserve. And I know that it's not you, sir. It's just not you. So with that being said, it's like my tolerance now is so low and I know that plays a role in me being single, but I also am glad that it's that way because now I don't tolerate things that make me feel bad about myself. If somebody starts making me feel bad about myself or my anxiety goes up and my anxiety only goes up in a relationship when I'm unclear about where I stand with somebody, that means it's time to move on. And I remember seeing this quote on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok, by the way, at I am da I'm currently at 220,000. I'm trying to get to 300,000. So let's make it happen. But anyway, I saw this quote and this woman said, it was like a joke, but it was real. She was saying like, when, what was it? If a guy likes you, you'll know if a guy doesn't like you, you'll be confused. And that really stood out to me. Cause I'm like, there were so many, like at that time, this was a few years ago when I saw that. But at that time there was somebody in my life who I was very confused about where I stood with him. And I remember seeing that and I'm like, that makes so much sense. Cause in the beginning I knew he liked me. Like I knew very clearly he liked me, he made time for me. He (laughs) made effort for me, like it was just no question. And then as time went on and then later I found out a lot that I probably should have picked on earlier, but regardless, it made sense why I was confused because he was living two different lives and I was the second life and I wasn't aware. So (laughs) that happens, but regardless, My point being like, self-love is very important. And I think when you learn to love yourself, then you will know, one, how to teach somebody how to love you properly, if they deserve to be taught that way, but also who's worth your time based off of how they treat you and how they make you feel. And not just in the beginning honeymoon phase of the first few weeks, but after getting to know each other for a while, I think at times we try to convince ourselves that if we keep pushing forward, things will change. Or when we start leaving, the guy switches up all of a sudden and becomes who he was at the beginning. And then next thing we know, we're in the same loophole again. No, when somebody wants you, they will make it happen and they will continue to want you. It's not going to be a stop, boom, in. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up this week's topic what was I gonna- yeah ladies learn to love yourself and don't chase after nobody who doesn't want you because all you're going to do is look stupid And nobody wants to look stupid. And when I say look stupid, I mean to yourself. I don't care what you look like to him, but to yourself, you're going to look stupid. And the worst critic is always you to yourself. So don't give yourself a reason to criticize you. So with that being said, I wanted to introduce a new game. And basically, the show is called Sip and Spill. So I thought it'd be fun to have some games where basically I have questions on each one of these cards for those listening I have four cards all the cards are labeled with the sip and spill logo on one side on the opposite side is a question even though I wrote these questions I'll be honest I did this a while ago so I don't remember what they say but I'm going to mix them up I'm going to pick one and then basically if I choose to answer it great but if I decide not to then I have to sip on this wine which honestly I think I want to sip on right now so give me a second because I need a sip I hope that didn't sound disgusting on the mic (laughs) but anyway yeah so let me mix these up I'm turning my head away so there's no cheating. This wall is real cute with the cheers lit up. I did that. It's real cute. All right. So the card is, oh, my. <laughs> of course, the universe would pick. I do remember this question now that I'm looking at it. And it's crazy because it literally goes hand in hand with the topic today. And I swear to you, that was a coincidence because if I recall, I don't remember all the other questions, but I'm pretty sure none of them were related to today's topic. But anyway, the question is, what's the biggest L or rejection, that's what I meant by L, you experienced in dating and what did you learn from that experience? I'm going to sip and I'm going to spill because I need a drink to talk about this. (laughs) Okay, so the biggest L or rejection that I've experienced in dating, I had convinced myself that I fell in love with somebody and that wasn't the I later realized the reason why I felt that way and I have love for him don't get it wrong like to this day I would still say I have love for him but I'm definitely not in love with him nor do I aspire to be with him anymore in any way shape or form long story short this person and I had history we dated in the past, and it's actually very similar to what I was talking about today, where in the beginning, he chased after me, he found me, he pursued me. Things started this flip where I started being the one who was chasing after him. Um, I was the one reaching out. I was the one sustaining the relationship. Then we had a really bad situation happen. Didn't talk for a few years. We became really good friends from that situation, weirdly enough, and to the point where I would probably have called him my one of my best friends, but we had sex. I feel like I can't say that, but that's how I felt, though. Like, I really looked at him as a best friend. I got into a relationship. He got into relationships like... We were fine, like, our partners knew, whatever. My ex broke up with me over that situation, but then we got back together, so he got over it. But regardless, it was, like, my point being, like, we had a genuine friendship. Like, I met his family, he met my family. I talked to the girls he's dated on, like, FaceTime and stuff. It was great. So then, fast forward, and somehow, some way... We dabbled at the idea of like, there's always been like a a chemistry between us that was very undeniable. And I would say everyone around us saw it. And I think we saw it, but we were in denial of it because we really respected our friendship. So something that I did not note earlier is that with our friendship, I felt like it worked better when we weren't around each because when we were around each other that chemistry was just very undeniable like very it was very clear we had a physical attraction to each other it was sexual energy it was just a lot of chemistry so anyway we started being around each other a little bit more and as you can imagine after a few times probably like the fifth or sixth time in a row because before we would only see each other two to three times a year and then every other time we talked it was on facetime it was on the phone it was or when we saw each other it was like at events or whatever but then we started seeing each other one-on-one and that shifted a lot (laughs) so one thing led to another we ended up like catching feelings for each other then we started sleeping together and I'm one of those people who I am incapable of having like meaningless sex anybody I've had sex with I've had an emotional attachment to it's probably why I can't do one night stands like they sound thrilling but I've just never been in that situation because I'm just Like, I get emotionally attached. Like, I have to have an emotional attachment to you. And so, typically, that's what happens. But, yeah, so, me getting emotionally attached. Then we went on trips together. One being for a week. (laughs) Hooey! Yeah, and a lot of things. We spent my birthday together. I went down to see him for his birthday. Yeah, it was just a lot. And so I really felt like I was in love. Like, I remember even saying to him, like, I could see myself marrying you, which is like, looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I said that. That is so embarrassing. But yeah, and I remember him trying to be very nice about it, but made it very clear that he didn't feel the same. In the sense of he would just say things like, oh, we're both entrepreneurs. And so he felt like that's not a good match. Two entrepreneurs isn't a good match. That's BS, but I'm sure that was just an excuse he wanted to use so he didn't hurt my feelings, which I respect because in the past he would not have cared about hurting my feelings. Or he would say something like, he would just say different things. Like in a nice way of telling me like he enjoyed the moments, he enjoyed what we had, but he never, he didn't see me further than that order it was. And I was in denial about that for a while when I realized that it was twofold. It was one, he (laughs) God Lord, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Talking to my therapist, I realized that he was literally replica of my father, and I'm not going to go into detail on that right now, but long story short, it had a lot to do with me feeling very uncertain about my relationships with men, particularly my father, From the time I was young and so I think that kind of just flipped into dating and that was my comfort zone and that's why I would find myself chasing men who I was uncertain about. Not that my dad, don't get me wrong, my dad loved me and all of that is just there were a lot of situations particularly with him getting locked up. He got locked up three times throughout my childhood so most of my adolescence so I felt very abandoned. And so because of that abandonment and just different things that happened during that time, I felt like I wasn't a priority to him. Um, it started making me feel very uncertain as a little girl up until teenage years. I think the when he got out the last time, by that point, I was like almost done with high school. So from seven up, it was like a very uncertain situation for me. So. Long story short, flipped into my dating life, and when I looked at this person I'm referring to, he reminded me of my dad. He was a replica of my dad from even how he treats women, from how he made me feel, from just different things. He was my dad, and so that was one, and then the other thing was that I was not in a space of loving myself And I attached myself to him when I felt bad about myself. And that was alarming. (laughs) That was alarming because that was like, wow, this is somebody who I have known this man at this point for what, almost next year will be 10 years that I've known him. So that's crazy to me to think that I attach myself to somebody who I've gotten so close to, who knows me inside and out. I can honestly say that he is somebody who knows me better than the vast majority of human beings on this earth in and out. And so it's like the fact that I attach myself to him when I feel bad about myself. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, so what did I learn? I think I went through what I learned. I learned exactly why He was the decision that I thought my heart was making. When in reality, I learned that it was a trigger response. And my response to the trigger, which was the trigger was my unhappiness with life and different things of that nature, was him. Yeah, we're cool now. We're friends. I have not seen him. I don't think I've seen him since his birthday last year shouldn't give dates i don't think i've seen him since his birthday his last birthday that i like was saying that i spent with him so it's been a while it's definitely been a while but you live and you learn and that was a big lesson that i had to learn that's gonna wrap up today's episode thank you so much for tuning in If you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review so that the algorithm knows to show this to people who've never heard before. This was a lot for me. I didn't think I was going to open up like this today, but I did. And I feel pretty good about it. (laughs) So thanks again for tuning in. Oh, also with these questions like this game that I'm playing, I would love you guys' feedback on questions I should add on. I'm actually thinking about turning it into a game, but we shall see. When I have guests, I want to play this game with them too. Let me know some questions that you think would be good to add typically i want them to be something that's oh if you answer that or you're going to take a sip typically you know about dating relationships or personal life or self-reflection type of questions are the ones i'm looking for if you're having a girl's night out And y'all playing a little drinking game to pregame before y'all go out or a night in or a date night and what type of messy questions you can get in there or what type of questions you can learn from. And that so happened to be a question that you could learn from. Let me know. You can hit me. You can find you can find Sip and Spill anywhere, Sip and Spills. We're at www.sippinspills.com. We're at Sip and Spills across all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And then we also have a Facebook group called Spill the Tea with Sip and Spill. Hit us anywhere and let me know your questions that you wanna ask. And also I'm bringing back Two Cent Tuesdays. I know you guys love those. So every Tuesday, I'll be giving my two cents on your dating and relationship issues. So yeah, moving forward, I'm really excited to be back into the podcasting world. This is very therapeutic for me. I really missed doing it. It's I honestly feel like it's like a part of my identity. So yeah, this feels like amazing So right now, my goal is to get Two Cent Tuesdays out to y'all on Tuesdays and episodes like these out to y'all on Thursdays. So yeah, hold me accountable and let's just see where this baby goes. And for Two Cent Tuesdays, we'll be bringing that back as well in our Instagram. So make sure you are on Instagram. And when you see me post Two Cent Tuesday drop your mess of the week so that we can go ahead and read it or you can hit us with an email whatever works best for you yeah thanks again I really missed you guys I hope you missed me but if not it's fine because I miss you guys regardless (laughs) until next time deuces